everybody, welcome back to an episode of Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, and sorry I've been gone a while, but I brought a special guest with me today, Tom from MLS Aces. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, Michelle. It's good to yeah. uh, finally speak with you. Yes, I was just telling Tom, everybody, that uh, it's so nice, but also kind of weird to hear him talking directly to me instead of just listening to his podcast. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead and tell everybody about yourself. So that way they know why I have you on. So I am the host of the MLS Aces podcast. Um, it's been a podcast. This is the third full season now that I'm doing it. So it's, you know, kind of crazy that I've been doing it this long and I'm starting to actually, you know, do something real with it. Um, so I'm the host there, and we also just released another podcast talking about European soccer. It's called the Full Press Podcast. Um, that's me and my co-host Jason and Sam. We do both podcasts. We kind of just hang around, we talk, we drink a little bit, and we talk about soccer. So you know that's what we do. And uh, I'm on Twitter at MLS Aces. Uh, so find me there. I, I curse a little bit, but I'm not going to curse here. So. Thank you for that. When you record your <laughs> European pod, you don't call it football. <laughs> no, it's not football. It's still soccer. Come on. It's still soccer. I know. Well, yeah, you I... saw Cosmo hold up that sign. He did. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I just want to know, like, how did you become a fan of MLS and NYCFC? So I hated soccer up until about 2000. 12 2013 um you know, i i played football in high school like american football and you know i was the stereotypical like i didn't understand soccer and i hated it um then the world cup came around my friend dragged me to a new york red bulls game where i saw Thierry on replay and the rest is history i don't know just kind of i so i guess i have to credit it to, to Thierry Henry, but um Kind of I was gonna say. That. And then I wanted to see what else, you know, the United States had soccer wise. And I just love that it was local. I love that it was our type of soccer and it wasn't like overseas type of soccer, which I still respect. I love watching, you know, whatever. But it's just we have something different here. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, growing up myself, um, my my dad's family is actually from the Netherlands, but for whatever reason, moving here, I guess it was the whole American dream that my uncles played, uh, yeah, American football, and my cousins did too. So you know, I remember the '94 World Cup being on, and uh, I wanted to watch it, and I just remember my family saying, "No, we're not watching that." So every Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was always American football or or basketball actually, because I know you just said you were kind of scoping out the NBA lottery. Um, yeah, that didn't work yeah. out too well, but it's fine. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, the World Cup always being a big um, bringer into, I mean, for me it was LA Galaxy in 2005, but then 2006 World Cup, and then, yeah, that's all she wrote also. <laughs> um, uh, what about NYCFC playing in Yankee Stadium? Like, what do you think about that? So... You know, ironically, I'm a Mets fan. I'm not a Yankee fan, so that. Well, actually, I have to say, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my friend Cynthia, who is a Yankees fan, but anyway. Nah, Yan Yankees, Yankees stink. No one wants to root for them. But um, I'm so I'm a Mets fan, so kind of it being in Yankee Stadium hurts there. One and uh, two, I'm not a fan of it. I've spoken advent. Uh, I don't know the right word, but I've spoken passionately on my podcast about how I hate it and. Um, it's it's painful. It's painful to watch. I've been there live for plenty of games. It's not even good live. Like it, it may give us some type of home field advantage, but 
the stadium sucks. We need to move on. We need to get a real soccer specific stadium and start looking like, you know, some of these real teams out here in major league soccer. Yeah. And I got fellow, um, MLS female friends now, sisterhood <laughs> that, that are in, um, New York and, and definitely, I, I definitely do want to go see NYCFC play. I mean, when you guys had, um, David Vila, like I couldn't even, Hmm. believe that I missed him, but I guess I'll just have to go to Japan now. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, there. it's a nicer, nicer trip. Oh, thank you. I, said, I mean, I've been in New York once in 2014 and um, that was for my friend's wedding and I spent it mostly in upstate. So, you know, now I got to get out there. I'm doing the whole thing where I'm traveling specifically for soccer, which is no one's, no one's shocked about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you done much traveling? Um, I've been to some MLS games on the East coast. Um, nothing really kind of, anywhere close to Midwest or West coast, but yeah. I've seen a lot of sporting events in a lot of different cities. Soccer is just one thing I'm kind of getting into, like I said, more recently, and it's been difficult to get out to games, especially since I don't have a lot of MLS, super close MLS friends here with me. Um, but Jason, Sam, my other two co-hosts, we are planning to go out to a forward Madison game this summer. Um, I'm going to a DC United game relatively soon within the next two weeks. So, Fun. you know, it's, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, that does sound like a good time. So what prompted you to start uh, a podcast for somebody who initially hated soccer? I wanted to learn more, to be completely honest. Um, so MLS Aces started as a Twitter account in 2015, I think it was. Yeah, sounds about right. And um, I kind of just followed a bunch of MLS stuff, a bunch of U.S. soccer stuff, and kind of just wanted to learn. And Twitter's just the perfect way to interact with people. Twitter's a perfect way to like throw your opinion out there and hear immediate feedback, whether people think it's right or wrong. Um, so, Agreed. you know, <laughs> it, it's nice to do that. And then from that point, I started putting together my own opinions of things, my own thoughts of things. And I was like, I want to get it out in uh, a different way. I want to get it out in a more expansive way than just Twitter. And now... I'm talking about it every single week. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm totally still jealous that you got to interview um, Steve Zakwani. So <laughs> I know, I know I'm a Galaxy fan, but I'm a fan of his commentating. So the fallout from that episode was awful. I know. I know. Let's just let's sweep it under the rug and pretend. Yeah, that, that, that was bad. That was just bad. <laughs> I know. And that wasn't your fault, man. Um, I didn't know that Aces stood for that. Thing. But... Dude, I, I know. Who would think that? <laughs> <laughs> Who would think that? Who would be on the attack and, like, ready for that? Um, and also, like, you know, it is 2019 and, like, Google is real and people could just, like, research and know that that's not what Aces stands for. But Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's really awesome that you're, that you're expanding and everything like that. Um, okay. So yeah, we got to get into what happened <laughs> on May 11th. Fantastic event of the past week. <laughs> yeah. Since you told me you were like nervous for the match. I mean, what was your opinion of the galaxy going in? I mean, going in, I'm there. I was nervous for two main reasons. One, because traveling coast to coast never goes well in major league soccer, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think that I think it was the week before, two weeks before you guys went to Red Bull Arena and, uh -huh. you know, you lost, but you played well in a loss. So I'm not going to, you know, sit here and talk bad about the Galaxy there. But it's just tough to go from East Coast to West Coast, especially with Major League Soccer and how we travel from, you know, game to game. But mm -hmm. um, 
I just I didn't like it, and then two, I'm always nervous about playing against Latan. The guy just scores, and yes. you know, no matter how the Galaxy are playing, he just does things, and I and I hate it. <laughs> you hate it. Well, I, Not I even like, like the same guy that loves Terry Henry, like. <laughs> <laughs> but I get that. And um, okay, so so understandably so. I mean, we we faced Columbus Crew and lost, though. So you weren't like a little bit more confident after that. Uh, I mean, like that's a Caleb Porter team. He's he'll either have the team firing on all cylinders or he'll have the team just falling apart. So eh, I, I wasn't really nervous about that. It's just I don't know. Like I I don't like to look at it like that when it's my team. When it's any other team, I look at it in a grand scheme of things and be like, okay, yeah, they're on this type of form, this type of stretch. When it comes to my teams, I'm just like, my team stink. They're always going to stink. I'm going to get disappointed. We're going to lose. <laughs> And I know you, really? and I know LA is our house, guys, and I'm just like, they're going to just talk a lot of garbage to me after, and it's just not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you and I were, uh, you know, we're, if, for people who don't know, like, LA is our house, our, our friends of, of our podcast and us, and personal friends of mine, obviously, like, I know them in real life, and to, they have this game, for people who don't know, it's called Balls and Beers, and, um... You do predictions on what you think is going to happen with uh, MLS outcomes. And MLS is is what makes it great is that it is a difficult game to predict. But Tom and I have to, have been playing. I won two back-to-back weeks, but spoiler alert, um, <laughs> I did not do well this past week. So, I yeah. think I was like plus four this week, and I don't even know how. I actually was plus 19. David Jesus. had gone to New York. Oops, I didn't mean to call him out. But he <laughs> went to New York uh, for against the Red Bulls, and I don't blame him for um, yeah some miscalculations there. But, yeah, um, I know. I'm not trying to, like, brag or anything. But I mean, I'm never going to come close to plus 19. I'm just let you know that. Not with that attitude. <laughs> like, we have lots of games left. Um, yeah, definitely. And so I know that was like another kind of funny thing that Tom, you and I have been messaging about. It's like, oh man, like, look what, look what's happening to us on (laughs) our (laughs) predictions and our points and stuff. But that's the whole, that's the whole point. And that's like the name of MLS. And, you know, now they legally allow betting on it. And frankly, I'm not ready. Are you? (laughs) Uh, I've been gambling a little bit on games. Oh, really? Not, I'm not like a sports gambler whatsoever. Like I bet on before this year, I bet on the Super Bowl and that was it. I started betting a little bit on Major League Soccer. I'm like, I know the league well enough. I don't. I'm uh, I'm definitely down on money and I've bet like probably 10 games. I know. And then like I sort of jabbed you indirectly by saying, well, you know, I did well on the prediction game because <laughs> I know my team. And you're like, hey, hey, watch your words. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, going into this game uh, against NYCFC, I did see you guys as a challenge. I mean, how how was how were they doing before they faced the Galaxy? I mean, they just they, they just kind of found a win streak, right? Yeah, I mean, in before the Galaxy in our last four, we had three wins. Um it was a slow start to the season overall. We kind of just drew a lot of games, but we never dropped points. We only lost one game so far this season. The The team started clicking. Team started getting healthy. Um, we finally had a bear come in and be our top striker, a guy who kind of is that David Villa replacement. And he opened up plenty of room and plenty of other things for players, uh, you know, like Maxi Morales and other players on the field. So, I'm excited to see more of it, and I was excited to see what he brought into this game. But again, 
as I said before, I wasn't, I wasn't too positive. Yeah. And I mean, but look, since you guys were on a win streak and I, I know that my team has always struggled with their defense, like nothing that I saw uh, surprised me, but I have to admit that I really thought that this was, uh, I mean, I had this game as a draw. I was being realistic in terms of the galaxy. It's not that I didn't think that they could win. It's just, this is MLS and the way that the defense has gone. And since, you know, to give credit and I always give credit where credit is due. NYCFC has always been, I looked at them as a challenging team. So I was really excited for this game. I thought, wow, this is going to be like head to head. Um, I mean, I know that we were missing, uh, the Galaxy were missing Felcher, specifically Jonathan Dos Santos, which was glaring in that yeah, midfield that they that were missing. That was the big one. Yeah, that really was. And then, uh, you know, Perry Kitchen. And then, yes, that it's terrible with the injuries and everything. Um, but you know, the galaxy have shown that they can, that they can figure it out. But then Escaloto decided to do a five, three, two, uh, kind of form formation. And that, that invites the opposing team to attack and, you know, the galaxy have their weaknesses. And I do feel that, um, NYCFC definitely were able to use the galaxy's weakness against them. What did you see? No, for sure. Um, my main like takeaway that you said was Jonathan Dos Santos. He, for every for all the talent that the LA Galaxy have on the mm-hmm. field, and they have talent in so many spots, they need that enforcer in the middle of the field. And Jonathan Dos Santos is that guy, and he's been playing so well for them all season long. And you know, like he's not a guy that his name's going to jump off right at you when you look at the uh, when you look at the lineup at just a quick overview. But he's a guy who kind of settles things down. He slows things down in the middle of the field and doesn't give playmakers on the opposing team time to create. And that's what happened in this one. Maxi Morales. I love him. He's so um, underrated in Major League Soccer, and he had time to create. And he was getting down the middle of the field, and he was doing his thing. And, I mean, he had a goal in this one. Yes, it was a penalty kick, but he had a goal late, and or, or sorry, late in the first half. Mm-hmm. And he was also setting things up for everyone else around him. And that's the, the beauty of our little Argentinian. You know, it's kind of funny because I read Kira's um – I always like to see what the other side thinks. <laughs> so yeah, I read Kira's um, article, and when you know Morales was going to take the the PK, she, like she wrote in there, like no, anyone <laughs> but Maxi. Like why? Like what? Because yeah. he, he sounds good when you talk about him. Uh, Maxi is um, he's that ten. He's not the nine. If that makes sense, you know yeah. he's he's that playmaker. He's the guy that'll set things up, but he's not the uh, the finisher. We don't really have that guy. We don't have a David Villa to fall back on and, um, you know, take the penalty kicks or take those big, important kicks for us. But, uh, you know, I guess he's he's stepping up in that role. Not too confident or comfortable with it, but that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other problem that I had with the Galaxy and again, NYCFC took advantage of this. They the Galaxy lack creativity and they knew how to get their defenders in Zlatan's way. So yeah. that way, you know, we couldn't we couldn't defend, and we couldn't move the ball forward. And also, like the formation in the first half was, you know, playing behind the ball. So the second half, I was like a little getting like excited that because honestly, <laughs> the first half I was like bored. I was so bored. I was distracted by a cute photographer on the field. Like <laughs> I was, and then I like look up and I go, "Oh my god!" Like this is not the game that I signed up for. No, I mean, in the first half, it was Maxime Cheneau, it was Alexander Kayans kind of just 
bodying Zlatan. That's what you have to do. You have to get in his way. You have to disrupt his runs. You have to disrupt his movement because he's always going to be trying to be the focal point of an attack. And that's what the Galaxy try to do. And he's always going to be trying to set something up if he isn't the focal point. So if you kind of just get in his way, you disrupt him, you piss him off a little bit. You're going to do something well. Eventually, he might strike on you. So, like, RSL learned that. But, um, you know, mm. it's, you, you got to keep doing it. And if it works, it works. And Antuna was Antuna was obviously, like, way offside when he got that ball to Zlatan uh, yeah. early on. And then they did go to VAR. Um, you know, the late flag came up. And they do it as needed. I mean, overall, what do you have to say about VAR? Because it did catch that, that handball for you guys. It did definitely catch that. And, you know, I think it was... It, it was the right call, of course, but mm-hmm. VAR is one of those tricky things. I, I'm i a fan of it at times, and then other times I'm like, just let the game play. Like I don't want soccer stopping. I want to see the action. I want to see the fluidity of the game, and I don't know. I'm, I'm so on the fence about it. I don't know if I'm for all the calls that VAR are allowed to change. Maybe reduce the, the types of plays VAR can change, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I'm not. I'm not ever making a definitive, you know, choice on this. I think. Yeah, I mean, there are times where I'm standing in the stands and I'm just like VAR, like doing the whole hand gesture. <laughs> I'm like, go to it. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course, when it works in your favor. You're of course, that, that's what's it. nice. <laughs> yeah, um, Bingham did make a smart save um, in the 44th minute, but Haber got it on that rebound from Tinnerholm. I mean, I think that that is a hole for the Galaxy's defense, clearly, Um, you know, because at at one point in the second half, uh, you know, Johnson was cut off his line, but Mm -hmm. uh, you had Callens there to to defend. So what else do you think about that first goal? I mean, that first goal, I I've been talking a lot this season on an NYCFC point of view about a bear, about Maxi Morales and about some other players that, you know, have stepped up when needed. But Anton Tannerholm is not a guy I've talked about. And he does a fantastic job of pushing up and down the field. He gets back on defense when he's needed and he understands that he's not the fastest guy, but he can get back and and play positional great soccer he gets up into the attack and he can shoot and he can put in a filthy ball into the box as well and i love his game i love that we got him two seasons ago now and i mean that that was looking good to me that shot and then obviously a bear just cleaned it up but I love Anton Tinnerholm. I, I, you know, I'm going to say that about every single player on this team, but he's one of these guys <laughs> that I just, I think he's a complete game changer when he's really pushing forward down the field on the attack. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I agree. Whenever now, when I think of NYCFC, I definitely like Tinnerholm's name is the first thing that kind of pops into my mind as a threat. Um, and so that second half, you know, they subbed out Traore for, for Boateng and then the formation changed back. And I think that's when, the Galaxy started playing a lot better. I mean, so far they haven't been a second half team. Um, so when I saw them like getting chances it, it, and we controlled the game, it really was just unlucky that that we didn't score. I mean, from the 55th minute, like Zlatan again, um, you know, was tipping the ball to Antuna. You know, there were shots off the bar. Um, specifically when it came down to the 72nd minute and Pontius was coming in, I was so sure that like, now this is a game changer. Now this is somebody that that's going to score a goal. 
and they almost did. In the 86th minute, it was crazy that Zlatan hit it off the crossbar, and then off that rebound, Pontius hit it just over the crossbar also. So what was going through (laughs) your head as you were watching that second half? I mean, to me, it was just like same old NYCFC. I was like, here it goes. (laughs) Here it comes. We're going to allow like three goals in five minutes. Like NYCFC, if you ever watch them closely, they will go up early. Like they'll go up two nothing in the first half, two nothing through 55 minutes, whatever it may be. And then just frantically defend, defend, defend for the last 35 minutes, almost allow a goal, allow a big goal, let the other team get back into it. That's what NYCFC does. And the fact that we didn't do it in this one, I mean, we did do that. We did let, you know, the galaxy get momentum going forward and and play a way better second half. But it's just like, I I don't like Dome Torrent. And I don't like that as soon as he gets somewhat of a lead, he just throws everyone back and the fullbacks don't go up and attack. And everyone kind of just falls back while he has a bear kind of just run around up top. I don't like that. And that's what I saw at the end of this one. And it, it also allowed for perfectly for Pontius and other, you know, other guys for the galaxy to kind of just get back into it and play their game and allow touches and allow positive movement. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, like I said, the galaxy were just predictable for me, you know? Um, but again, where you, where we were trying to cross, like your defenders were positioned there and didn't let us build and you destroyed plays. Like that's exactly yeah. what, Y'all did. And I mean, you, you guys are, are in fourth, fourth place in the Eastern conference now, and the galaxy are in second place, obviously behind the enemy LAFC, (laughs) Um, you know, and we were having a chance to like, come on up. So we were also undefeated at home and we were the last MLS team for the perfect home record. (laughs) So anymore. Not anymore. Thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Again, the Galaxy just, like, they had their moments where they looked good, but I think that NYCFC, like, found their wingback role, and, you know, Tinnerholm, Moderita, even, like, these are your these are your guys, I think. I mean, like I said, there's a, probably a good 12, 13 players on this team that I'll just say, like, I absolutely love them, and when they're on fire and the system's working the way it should be working, we play great, and we're a top team in the East and I'll argue we're the best team in the East. And I think that's a bold statement to say, but (laughs) I'm also feeling a little bit of a high off NYCFC right now. Um, We're, we're a very good team. I doubted the team way early on in the season, but we also didn't have a bear to start the season and we never had a true striker. You know, we were playing um, Mitrita up in the striker role when he's a winger. And now we have our striker. We have our guy that can kind of give space to some players on the wing, give space to some players underneath him. And we're good. And I'm, I'm excited, especially since the East is kind of uh, lacking this year. So that means for balls and beers, you won't be uh, betting against your guys then. Maybe if we go West coast again, but other <laughs> than coast, that, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> I'll just like uh, plan accordingly. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, like I said, like the Galaxy, you know, when they got Gonzalez to to Araujo, like, you know, they can do their diagonal balls. Um, even defenses that I can live with are Araujo, Steros, Gonzalez, and Palenta in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's just the whole thing has been the criticism of the Galaxy, like, just being confused, just not knowing what 
what to do once they do get the ball besides services all time. And I, at this point, am now going to blame Escalopa for that. Um, but I, I have to say, because of the MLS schedule, people are kind of saying that that the Galaxy are tired. I mean, what do you think about the, the MLS schedule, and is it affecting your team? I mean, the MLS schedule definitely it, – it's – it's an interesting one. I, you know, I, I think it's also extremely unfair. You have teams that are in week what? Let me see. They're in week thirteen of the season, going into week fourteen. But then you have also teams who have just played their tenth game of the season. It's it, it's an unfair schedule, and certain teams have certain advantages to others. And then, like I said before, and it's been going around Twitter and the MLS news lately. The airplane travel of teams have also been extremely non-forgiving to players. You have players who are traveling commercial airlines going across the country and their flights are delayed and they're flying on flights with crying babies. And it's just it's not the it's not what you expect for a professional athlete. And the schedule isn't helping that at all whatsoever. So I, I don't like the MLS schedule, I don't like how it's so spread out between teams. And though it may be helping NYCFC right now, you know, we're have what 11 games played right now so far in the season. So we're behind you guys for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it, it's not fair to the players. Absolutely. I agree. And um, I mean, like this was a must win game. I just don't, I mean, the schedule is definitely a factor in travel as well, but like, because we're the LA Galaxy. I'm just like high standards, no excuses. You know exactly. <laughs> but, and you guys yeah. are always going to have those primetime TV games and yes. you know short weeks and things like that because the league wants more Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> um, but I have to bring up Zlatan um, was not fined for grabbing Johnson by the neck mm-hmm. allegedly. Can I say allegedly? No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, but, you can. But, okay. Um, I may look, disagree, I, I'm not but gonna, you can. Well, and that's what you're here for. So, no, <laughs> look, I'm not going to sit here and blindly stand behind Zlatan. Like, that's my whole thing. Um, my angle, and this is what the fans wanted specifically from me, are, like, honest takes. And Zlatan is frustrated, and it's visible. And to be honest, like, I feel like it's toxic to the team and he's part of the problem instead of the solution. And I feel like that's part of the reason why there's a lack of communication and why my team isn't, isn't gelling, isn't connecting. And then when I see it coming out on the opposing team, I mean, yes, you have sportsmanship and yes, you have him coming from, you know, some people excuse it as like a different way of play with, because of the European style or something. But to me, it's inexcusable. Um, you know, it's it officially like this is still under review, even though it, it didn't come out as a fine yet. Um, you know, so I definitely, you know, heard about alleged body bumps that, that, that made him and it looks like a, a soft touch, but, but I want to hear your side of things. I mean, I know in, you know, single cases like this, you're never allowed to, you're never supposed to look back at history, but but just a few weeks ago with Anunwa, uh, the RSL center back, I've probably just butchered his name, but I apologize there. But Listen, I've been butchering names a couple <laughs> times after talking to you. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. My last name's always butchered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try it. Um, no, well, thank you. <laughs> um, 
the he was bodying Zlatan all game long, clearly frustrating Zlatan, and it got to his head. Yes, did Zlatan score and get in his face and be excited about the play? And do I blame him for that? No. But do I also think things were taken to a whole other level because like you said, Zlatan's a gift and a curse all in one. Uh, yeah, and I think it was this, it was a similar case here. Zlatan was getting frustrated all day by you know the NYCFC defenders, um, especially since we do have larger center backs that can play with Zlatan in the box and can play with him. And Sean Johnson's also a guy who's not going to back down from a fight. He's a very vocal guy. He's a very physical goalkeeper, and he's a very um, you know he's he's a big guy too. So I think that. I'm not saying Zlatan was intimidated. I, I never think that he intimidated in a major league soccer game, but I think he was getting frustrated. He was getting um, not the balls and the touches he wanted, especially since the Galaxy have had trouble creating plays, like you said earlier. And at the end of the day, he got frustrated and he made a stupid decision. Yeah. So you want there to be a fine? You want there to be punishment? Like what? I'm I'm okay suspension, with I mean. I'm okay with like a one game suspension. I'm okay with the fine. I'm not one of these guys that is gonna freak out about it. things happen in the course of a game. Do I think it was this? Oh my god, I can't ever forgive him or I can't ever see Zlatan in a positive way ever again. No, it, it, players have done worse on a soccer field. Give him a fine. Give him a one game suspension. I may be super lenient, but that's my take on it. And to be honest. I wouldn't mind a Zlatan suspension because then it means the other boys have to step it up <laughs> in my starting 11. Like, can we not service just as Zlatan thinks? I was going to say that when I, whenever I watch the galaxy this season, you know, the movie kicking and screaming with, by yeah, with Will Ferrell in unfortunately it? with Will Ferrell. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to make that reference, but yeah, you know, you're right. Um, you know, okay. like in that movie, they just say, like, give it to the Italians. I always just compare the galaxy to like, give it to this lot and, and just let them go. Like, that's all they try to do. And you can tell that's the offensive game plan is just give it to this lot and, and let them score. And it's not always going to work for you. No, and but the Galaxy also haven't seemed like they've been able to figure out looking good on the field, like literally pretty passives and also moving the ball forward. It's like, yeah. can we do both? The only time that that happened where we saw it actually gel was Minnesota. And again, Zlatan wasn't available for that game. And so we know who we can slide in there, and I've talked about that. And so, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, it was for me it was just a letdown um, because – I really thought that it would have been a challenging game and for us. And I mean, it was the second half was much more entertaining, but I really thought it was going to be like, man, one of the best matches of the season. <laughs> you know, I was like literally salivating. And then I was like, what is this? Um, yeah. Any other takes or thoughts on, on that match? On that match? No, honestly, just, I'm happy. We are <laughs> winning away. You know, we have, we have our one loss on the season and that still holds up and, I'm just I'm happy we're moving forward. Yeah, and you're going on record as breaking our win or yeah, our home win streak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, you got bragging rights. And so, you know, I overheard somebody in in the stands say, you know, obviously after watching Liverpool and like the Champions League, this guy was complaining that it's not soccer and you hear that all the time with MLS and I mean, we can sit here and both like preach to the choir and defend MLS, but but what is <laughs> What is your take on on that? I mean, I don't I don't think that that match was a particularly good example either for somebody who might have like been their first time looking at MLS or something. But no, that's 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 my thing is that 
I've been to plenty of MLS games where I know it's a person's first time watching MLS and they come from a different country where soccer is, you know, top class in the world. And they, they look down upon it. I have friends who live right across the street from me that look down upon Major League Soccer and they're quote unquote Euro snobs. Major League Soccer, you have to take it for what it is. It's a league that I would argue is the most competitive league in the world because anyone can in it win it any week. And mm-hmm. you can pick whoever you want to win MLS Cup to start the season. That's sure as hell not the team that's going to win it at the end of the season. Well, maybe. I picked it last season. Yeah, but. Say, ignoring maybe <laughs> last season. But Yeah, but you're least, right. I I don't know who I, who I think is going to win this, this Cup. Especially since Atlanta fell apart. You know, I think yeah. Atlanta is everyone's pick for a repeat and the West is extremely competitive. The East, no one wants to take it. And it's, I, I love major league soccer for that though. Like you're, when you come here, you need to understand that you're watching like the 10th best league in the world and everyone's can win it any week. And you're going to have your moments of class and you're going to have your moments of Holy crap. This is the Rapids playing San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Poopy cup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which now, by the way, San Jose surprised everybody and kind of yeah. thought, I was, I was I was trying to think of another team and in San Jose it just came to my mind, but they're playing well. Yeah, no, no, you're. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I'm sorry to my MLS female Jess. We keep crapping on your your Rapids, but I know she's very aware. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, like when you think of American soccer, people do think LA Galaxy, and definitely I'm an international uh, teacher. Well, I have international students. So I teach ESL and. The students come here and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to see Zlatan or I just want to see the Galaxy. And then when I bring up and I'm not like, you know, crapping on, you know, the rivalry, but I'm saying like yeah. that they don't even know sometimes that we have another team here. And so, you know, it, it like the other team stadium is more accessible via Metro. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like the, like the students always tell me, like, I want to go. I want to go see a game um, against the Galaxy. So. I think, you know, that's also why I want the Galaxy to be contenders. Like you said, they don't lack talent, and I really think that they could obviously make it to the playoffs this season. We're coming off, like, two really bad seasons. Everybody's got trauma from that and um, and a hangover. But again, <laughs> you know, trying to have that, you know, short-term sports fans memory that, like, you know, the, the galaxy can, can do this and, and be contenders for the cup. But if they keep playing this way, like, I don't see that. No, I mean, look, I think the galaxy are a playoff team for sure. Just based on talent alone, they're a playoff team, especially with MLS adding another playoff team. Um, but you guys do need to clean some things up defensively. I think, you know, you need to figure out your backline situation and then you need to figure out, figure out the midfield. I don't like, when um, Escoloto puts Joe Corona like next to Jonathan Dos Santos as a deep lying midfielder. I don't get it. I don't know why he puts him there. And maybe you can explain that to me, but I don't like that. And then, but you don't have anyone else that's going to play that role. So unless you're playing Jonathan Dos Santos by himself, which <laughs> I don't, I don't even hate that. To be completely honest. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it's just, it's, you have so much talent that'll get you far and will win you games. But, but is it going to get you to that final goal? I don't know. And unfortunately, like Legette's not having a good game. Um, and 
or hasn't been having good games. And so it is all Jonathan. And now that's what we just saw in, in this last match, particularly we sorely missed him. And like, we're most likely going to have him back. Um, you know, we are coming up to the rapids. I swear to God, <laughs> like if that's not a five zero. I'm just going to rage quit. I don't know. <laughs> Balls and beers. No, um, no, but, um, yeah, so so definitely, I, I agree with you. I, you know, I have, I had a lot of faith. I still like I was there when they brought Escaloto, you know, to the press conference and debuted him, yeah. and I looked at him as like finally. And I mean, look, to be honest, I never really thought it was the coaching, um, honestly. But you know, you know, people are gonna say, well, that's you know, front office, that's that's Klein, yes, but with. Uh, you know, to close um, and Escaloto, we've seen a lot of good changes, and then we're going to be having uh, Fabio Alvarez join us real soon. So we're getting that South American flavor that everybody's been been looking for and was looking forward to with Escaloto. So you know, summer windows coming. I don't know what else they're going to be able to to pull together and, and figure out. But I say, like, I don't want too many changes either. You know, um, but I do have to say, like, a lot of the problems that I'm seeing, I, I have to put it on Escaloto now. Just the lack of strategy. Look, like, I I think he's a, a very good head coach. Um, I like his tactics, but at times they do seem very just haphazard. I'm going to throw whoever on the field and I'm going to put guys in spots that may not. Subs. Like, what is up yeah. with that? <laughs> I, no, exactly. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, and coming from, a, you know, my team that has, a, you know, a bad head coach, in my opinion, as well. It's 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 hard to watch at times. It's hard to have confidence in your team when you're like, why is he playing there and why is he doing this when he's more natural at doing this? It's 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 frustrating. I mean, at least yes. you know he's better than Kurt Anolfo. I, I have to give you that. <laughs> I mean, well, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, consistency is key. I mean, it really is hard. Because I don't know what Galaxy team is going to show up on the field. Yeah. You know, especially after, like like I said, the hangover of last season. But it's so crazy because we have so many new guys now. You can't blame it on that anymore. Um, and we've got a new coach now. So it's like we can't blame it on that. So I'm just trying to figure out also, like, when the Galaxy have worked really well, why did that work? I don't believe it's just a fluke, you know. But it, it, it is looking forward to that that consistency. And that's what I'm really wanting. And that's why I don't want there to be too many more, like, changes um, you know, the galaxy have to adapt enough when, when you sub somebody out. And I, I hope that we can, we can figure it out real, real soon. And, uh, I, I still want, you know, now it's called dignity health sports park, but I want the galaxy <laughs> stadium to be, to be the fortress that it was again. I want people to be worried when they have to come and face the galaxy and not just because of Zlatan, you know, it's always been that way when we had a Gerard or a Robbie Keane or, or a David Beckham or a Landon Donovan, we had one player that we always kind of you know, relied on. And you could argue that since 2012, the galaxy really haven't had a, a really good season where they're relying on the entire team and not just like two guys to carry it. So it's, it seems to be kind of a running theme here. No, I mean, I think, you know, why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want, you know, your team to be better? Uh, my last, I guess, take about mm -hmm. the galaxy and for the Western conference in general, it seems to be, to me, at least, that the Western Conference is clearly the better conference this year. And it's going to be a complete arms race to see yeah. who wins the Western Conference, at the, yeah, who makes it to MLS Cup out of the Western Conference. LAFC have tons of depth. 
Um, mm-hmm. Se- Seattle Sounders just went out and signed a DP center back, Joven Jones. They're trying to bring in as much depth as they possibly can. And but Seattle, um, Seattle's like they do this. <laughs> Seattle does do this, but they don't usually do it at this transfer window. You know, so. And they do have Jordan Morris back. So. <laughs> they do have Jordan Morris back. Everyone knows Jordan Morris. But, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be a complete arms race. So I do expect the Galaxy to go out and make more signings next transfer window and kind of just try to keep up and not even just keep up. That sounds negative. Try to <laughs> compete and have as much depth as some of these other better teams in the West. So how far do you think NYCFC is going to go? Oh, we're going to MLS Cup. Especially if the East uh, continues to be as. <laughs> that's what I, I mean, that's what I was expecting you to say, actually. But yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, look, I'll be. Confident. I'm from New York. I'll be a little cocky right now. You know, we're, we're we're good until we start like you know losing four games in a row. Then I'll just be complete other side of the spectrum. <laughs> no, always stand behind your team. That's why I always <laughs> argue. You know, always like support, 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 and believe until until the last second. Um, we do have uh, you know four more games before the international break, and then we got Gold Cup coming. So what do you what do you think about that? Uh, about the break or about Gold Cup? Both. Uh, the break, you know, I'm not excited about the break, but it is also going to be from a fan's point of view a lot of good soccer going on um i mean this summer is just going to be between the women's world cup the oh, U 20 yes. world cup the gold cup it's going to be so much just great u.s soccer to watch like i'm excited and i know it means like you know mls might have to take a back burner but it's okay it's you know you uh club over i mean country over club right country uh-huh. over club yes it unites uh, us yes exactly but the gold cup you know I, i'm nervous i'm nervous to see their final roster, um, you know, no, no Timothy way on it. So I'm a little upset about that, but I think we have a real shot. We, we have a easy way to win our group and depending on the final roster, I think we can compete with Mexico and that's clearly, you know, our biggest competitor in the region. And if some guys step up, if we see Josh Sargent kind of maybe take another step forward and be a, a, a top striker for us, especially at his, at his young age with Christian Pulisic being so exciting and all these young guys we have kind of just connecting and just playing more and more games together, then, you know, I think this is an exciting time to be a U.S. men's soccer fan. Uh, I really think so, too, and I definitely feel a lot more hopeful now. I know, like, we're still, we still got the scars from the burn that we're recovering from. <laughs> um, and, and definitely kind of gold cup is our way to, you know, redeem ourselves and, and to defend if I, if we can redeem ourselves, but like, yeah. um, you know, um, in 2017, when, when Jordan Morris scored the winning goal, it was, I mean, that sense of pride, you know, just like holding on to that would just really help. <laughs> not, <laughs> not just the growth of the, of the, of the sport in this country, but, but yeah, exactly. Like we need it. Yeah, I'll and take I believe any that we can. right now. Uh, yeah, no, I, exactly. I believe we will win, right? Um, oh, God. But, you know. People just want that to die now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that I don't want it to die. die so bad. I'm <laughs> so over it. <laughs> I know. When I said it, I was like, no, that's not what I mean. But like, <laughs> 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 yeah, the promise of U.S. soccer. Um, yeah, and the Women's World Cup. So you are all about it? That's good to know. Yeah, look, (laughs) I've always been a guy and I've openly admitted it. I'm never downplaying women's sports. I'm just never could get into it 
mentally the same way I got into a men's sport. And well, you know, I'm a woman I, and I can't get into it mentally. Right? <laughs> and there's no, it's not a sexist thing. I'm just, it's not about that. Cause the women like, actually play really phenomenally. They're, exactly. They're, they're the best. They're, they're better than the men's team. Like without right. a doubt, you know? And like, right. I'll always say that. And I'm never trying to like it coming from like a white, coming from a white guy. I never want to come across as sexist or racist towards anything with that. I just mm-hmm. can't mentally get into it. And I, and I don't, Try to downplay it. One of my co-hosts, Jason, absolutely loves the women's game. And he's always talking about the NWSL. And he's, he's so excited to cover the Women's World Cup this summer. And, you know, I've, I've been talking to him about it. And he's been getting me into it because, like, his excitement is kind of getting me like, mm-hmm. okay, let's go. And, I mean, look, I think that the women's game has grown globally. And that's exciting for the women's game in general. And I think it's going to give the U.S. more competition this summer. And it should be a great tournament. It should. I, I have to say, though, I am a little bit worried about the women defending the cup, though. Yes. Um, you know, just because France is, is also formidable. Not because it's Europe, but it's because it's France <laughs> and no. they're hosting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. France, I'm pretty sure England. Um, they have stepped it up in recent time and they have a superstar player that I don't know her name and I apologize about that, but <laughs> I know she's absolutely killing it. And, um, of course, Canada is always tough. I know that I know whenever the U S women's national team plays the Canadian women's national team, it's always a, uh, a tough little game there. It is, it is, it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm glad that, that you're on board and, and I mean, lots of people are, and I'll definitely be covering it obviously. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I mean, we're hoping, you know, eventually to get a women's team here in LA. It's surprisingly that it's, you know, not sooner instead of later, but that's okay. Um, I mean, okay. As can be, I mean, I have to accept that. <laughs> like, like what else can I say? Exactly. Um, but do you follow any of the women's teams on the, on the East coast at all? You got a girl like Morgan? I, I, I don't have a girl. Um, I get, can I, I mean, again, I don't know if this comes across as sexist, but I've had the biggest crush on Sydney LaRue for the longest time. Um, don't know why. And whatever, just, I got a crush on Jordan Morris. Like <laughs> I thought that was going to go away by now. It's definitely like lightened up, but for you, for you it's Jordan Morris or Sebastian Legette. Oh no, Legette all day, every day. Like I'm oh. not even playing, like I'm not even kidding. Um, he's super beautiful, but also like I met him in person and like I met both of them in person, but Jordan was very, very nice and accommodating, um, and like patient. Uh, but somehow Legette was like this angel in a human's body, <laughs> not just because of his looks, but, but he was so kind. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, like I heard that he was a really nice guy. And in fact, somebody was like pushing me, you know, like drive all the way down to long beach. Cause you know, I don't know what you've heard about LA traffic, but to I've go to long LA beach, traffic. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Sucks. It sucks. And it's real. And to go from Hollywood to long beach is still like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, well, you know, here we go. And so I, I did it and I met him and I'm so glad that I did. And he's so, so, so nice. Like, I can't emphasize enough how cool he was. And he did a video shout out for me. Um, I, saw I mean, that was very cool. I, yeah. And like Jordan would have done the same. Like, I was like super cool that, you know, as media, though, we have to, we're supposed to be professional. And I completely was like, I'm new at this. And also, MLS female are fans. Let me, <laughs> let me like just totally take advantage of the situation right now. Um, but yeah, so when I met Legit, I was I was a fan, and so to like tell him like, oh, I write for MLS Female, and hey, shout out, you know, um, shout us out. Um, it was it was it was I can't even like unbelievable. But I mean, he is but, a good looking dude, though. I'll give you that. I know. I was worried when his nose got broken. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I was worried too. Oh my God. 
<laughs> and like obviously his girlfriend is Becky G, but like, <laughs> um, so he's taken, he's taken. Um, but I still, I still contend that he's prettier than she is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as I, like again, as a straight white guy, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. He is. He's a, he's a beautiful dude. Yeah, look, as a woman, I can appreciate, you know, Alex Morgan <laughs> all day, so, and I'm straight, uh, which I'm glad that that comes off. I, I, sometimes people ask me, because, like, as a woman soccer fan, you get your your own stereotypes, yeah, you, yeah. Know, uh, you know, that come in. And so it was so funny when I met some guys at a viewing party recently, and they did ask me, they're like, so, who's your, who's your crush? Who is it on the team? And I was like, no, it's legit. Like, my car, I'm not even kidding. I named my car Sebastian. <laughs> like, I tell my friend, okay, guys, this is, this is Seba. I took it that far. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, look, Alessandro Dreamy is right right there, and I miss him on the field. But Alessandro Dreamy. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't heard that nickname? I, I heard it for, like, the first time, like, a few months ago, and I won't stop calling him that. <laughs> okay. Dreamy. Yeah, and now, you know, he's going to be out till like, September because of his knee injury and surgery. Um, so I just wish him all all the recovery. I met him in person, too, as a fan, and he was also a very, very wonderful guy. Um, so it's a, it's a shame. Um, but but I, I don't think he was having the same – sorry, Jamie, to my friend Jamie – who was also on my pod recently, but, um, you know, he just wasn't having, she, she knows if she admits it. Um, <laughs> he just, he just wasn't having the same effect on the, on the pitch. No, he wasn't. Yeah. That, that, that was the thing that, you know, like you would look, you're looking at players to give slot on the service that he wants. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's obviously how the, the, the team is planned around and he wasn't even doing it. And I would, I would argue he's the second best player on your team, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, and he bleeds blue and gold, and that's like also why we didn't want to lose him. Yeah, um, you know, because he does play, and that's what I noticed. The Galaxy didn't have in this game against NYCFC. Like they didn't have the spirit. They didn't have that fighting spirit. Pontus Pontius did. Is Latan's gonna Latan? But other than that, <laughs> like I, you know, I didn't see that 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 fight. I mean, they were fighting back by the 60th minute, you know. But it's like we just didn't have the legs or something. I don't really. But I just still didn't see that same spirit of this is for city for home, which I think is your, your guys or somebody else's. Uh, <laughs> um, sound familiar, but, I'll also. but yeah, <laughs> I think that's who that is. Um, yeah. All right, man. It was really cool talking to you and uh, I'm glad that you came on. You know, thank you, Michelle, for finally having, well, for finally talking with me. You know, that, that's yeah. a, that's always a nice conversation. Yeah, finally um, recording with each other. It's true. I mean, look, our soccer circle is very small. Um, you know, I, and starting my own pod, I, I was trying to see, like, who could I get on that's going to be different, that, you know, isn't going to be, like, more of the... I mean, look, everybody does everything differently. I'm not putting anybody down for the way that they do their pod or who they have on. It's just I'm trying to stand out, not just oh, because I'm a woman of color you know so like um yeah so definitely uh would love to do this again now that i know that uh your buddy your co-host uh, jason's gonna be all about the women's world cup i think we should we should cover that he is so excited for it i i just i can't even match the level of excitement that he talks about before we even start recording we talked probably for half an hour about the women's really? world Cup. So. okay well then i want yeah i want to connect so thank you again no thank you All right. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. I'm going to start recording weekly.